when their mission statement says you that they're not... You the question. You, you, did, if you just say one thing. You don't think the CIA has our best interest in mind. You don't think our intelligence branch... I never said any of that. But that, your questions and conclusions only lead to that one statement. That you think everyone's against America? Uh, no, the government's against America? True. Always remember, dissension's the greatest form of patriotism. Tom Jefferson said that. Tom, you were alive then? No. Uh, You're going to insult right, me I got to go to radio. Yeah. All right, Jesse. Oh. Take care. He's leaving. Jesse, I hate. I do. I do have to say that I think Brian probably has read every word from the whole 9/11 situation. He's passionate about it, as you can see. Well, I am too. But and, mm -hmm. and I agree with you that there's been covert activity over time, no doubt, where the government has not told its people every single thing that's gone on. I don't think any. They rarely do. But. But when it comes to 9-11, are you so sure? No. That, okay. No, but I ask questions, and what perturbs me is that you don't get answers. Nobody wants to talk about it. This event that changed our entire history of our country, mm -hmm. why aren't we allowed to discuss it? Why aren't we allowed to ask questions? The moment you do, you get a reaction like he gave me. Mm -hmm. How dare you? How dare you question your government? So what are your questions? My, my questions are simple. I worked in demolition. I'm a former frogman, underwater demolition team. I know how to blow things up. How could the buildings fall at the rate of gravity? Basic physics tells you that that's, that can't happen. Yeah. And how did the cement get so pulverized just simply from falling? It was blown into dust. What energy was required to pulverize all that cement so into what dust. Do you drop I don't know, mm -hmm. but I certainly question, and yet I'm attacked when I question. You notice how if you bring up 9/11 and they have any questions about it, immediately everyone attacks you over it, tells you you're crazy, calls you Rosie O'Donnell, insult you. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I ask questions. I think a lot of people, Jesse, figure, well, you know that 9/11 report came out. It said it was those guys over there. It was those Al Qaeda guys. So people just go, okay. They've formulated an opinion yeah. in reason manner, and that's what happened. Now, they can't know for sure that all of that happened, per se, but, you know, you do ask a lot of questions, and that's what your book, is about. Don't Start the Revolution Without Me, is about. It's and about I, asking questions. And I thought in our country that was good. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, spring Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, part two of our 9-11 episodes. Stupor of a week. 
That's Ryan Thomas Herrick for you. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's not lying, people. Guys, doing the research for this has been exhausting. Long, hard. (laughs) Wow. No. I don't even know what that was. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm here with my crew, my two live crew. We got a lot to talk about today. We really do. And if you thought that that last episode was the only one, well, this is part two. So welcome to it, because this is going to be chock full from toe to top of your head with conspiracies. to balls. (laughs) With conspiracies. (laughs) We're going to talk all angles. Look, here's the deal. If I was to start this series without giving people a little bit of emotional baggage baggage that they deserve. I mean, this, this is a horrible tragedy. I get it. I get it. You want to know about no matter what steel, no matter what side you're on. Yeah. 3000 people died. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Worst tragedy in American history on American soil. So I want to preface this episode with a quote. It's a quote from George Orwell who said, quote, there's going to be a lot of sad cunts out there. Probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> that wasn't. That's, that's, that's a quote from me. Uh, anyway, so uh, George Orwell says, quote, political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder sound respectable and to give an appearance of solidity to pure wind. Wow. Very poignant. Quote. And I want that to kind of give you a feel for this. And not just because Jesse Ventura started our episode with what I believe to be sense. I mean, that's what he's saying is he's wants answers to questions. He's not saying I'm just asking questions. Exactly. He's not saying, Hey guys, guess what? A horrible fucking catastrophe happened here. And, um, I think it was aliens. He's just asking simple questions. That's, you know, most people would want to know, you know, like why we don't have any video of the plane hitting the Pentagon, why we don't have, you know, structural questions that can be definedly answered when we are architects or we are engineers who want to know, like, how did these things happen? Why do planes crash into buildings and take them out? Why was, why were these things? Three, because I'm counting building seven, which we're going to talk about today. Why were these the first three buildings that were ever taken down by just pure fire and debris? So, without further ado, before I get all fucking conspiracy-like and start screaming, (laughs) I think this will be the first episode where I get really rowdy. So, I'm going to say this. Rowdy Ryan Piper. Hey! Truth Corner. Pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road, kids. If you meet someone who's a 9-11 truther mm-hmm. or related to or one, conspiracist, yeah. do you immediately think they're nuts? Truth no. truth corner. I want to know. No. Well, you want Larry? Uh, you go, go first. I don't care. No, you no I'm related to one. My brother, Andy, we've had him on the show. Agreed. And he's perfectly. Well, he is not nuts. <laughs> I think. Fair enough. Fair I think enough. perfectly this, not nuts. I think we this, love you. Andy. The same normal, but. No, it's normal. I think Andy is a bright guy and I think he takes the time to really think about it. And I'm sorry, we're going Larry and then Ryan, but I agree with Larry. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I think a lot of it is we're coming in a generation. This is the 20th century, really, that kind of bled over into the 21st with, with 
9-11. But coming from Kennedy, coming from the Gulf of Tonkin with Vietnam, which Lyndon B. Johnson obviously falsified balls, Johnson. to get us into the Vietnam conflict. There's enough blood on his hands to make Dick Cheney. Well, Arr, Dick Cheney's a dick. Dick, dick Cheney's worse than him, but I'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, April, what do you think? 9-11 truthers. I'm willing to sit down with anyone and listen to their opinions and what they have to say. I feel like I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to that kind of thing. Right on. Josh is like, no, no, actually I have, I have no issues with anybody that has conspiracies about anything. As long as it's something that they truly believe and they can have a conversation without pointing fingers and being bullies about it, then I'll listen to you. I might not agree, but sometimes I, I, you can actually, I can go from somebody who doesn't believe into something into maybe questioning it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing is that and we see this a lot in politics as well, is it's easy to label someone, then you don't have to listen to them. Right. right. Oh, liberalism is a disease. Now I don't have to listen to your point of view. Mm-hmm. And, and as they may ha- spill out valid points, you're immediately, because of the the world we live in, it's just like, no, I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. Labels, labels. And Everyone gets a label. That can happen a lot for people like us who might not be super religious when somebody who's religious tries to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we shut that out. Now, I'm not saying anything to overall, but it's just something to keep in mind that there's a million different religious beliefs. We happen to be in the Bible Belt here in Southwest mm-hmm. Michigan, <laughs> so sometimes it gets redundant what gets pushed on you. But like, at the same like the time, time uh, LDS came over to my house knocking, and I told him I was Jewish, and then they pointed out at the Christmas tree that was sitting in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Shit, foiled again!" Damn it. <laughs> Goddamn Christmas tree. Literally, it was shit foiled for Larry for Christmas. Hey, you. We've got a gay pirate in the studio today. <laughs> Yar. Yar. <laughs> yep. He's shiver to, my timbers. You want to play with my booty? Come beard the pirate. <laughs> oh, shit. Josh has a bandana on it. It looks like a gay pirate. Just wanted to let you know. Okay, so. Now, the numbers did dip. Oh, 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 we got to sneeze. Anyway, the numbers did dip in conspiracy theorists after Bush left. Bless you. Oh, excuse me. Bless you, my I child. Think that was, I think that was it. We're good. <laughs> the numbers did dip in people that believed in conspiracy. In The numbers dipped in conspiracy theorists after Bush left the left office, by the way. Just the people that were like, 9-11 was an inside job. And I'm not saying anything bad again about 9-11 truthers, people who think it was an inside job, but I'm saying according to the numbers that I saw, the amount of people that believed it dipped, but theories only broadened. Okay. So the people that were still like, this was an inside job. Like there were more theories. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're on this episode and you're like, okay, spell out these conspiracies, Ryan, I'm going to say there were some black there were some uh sat- satanism and magic or black magic inspired things that pertain to this i'm not really going to cover those we could probably do a separate episode on them i'm just not up to the f- I-, I think there's enough when we deal with like the forever war and the dick cheney bullshit that i'm going to get into um when it comes to that stuff, it's just, it comes down to the fact that like Aleister Crowley believed that the number 11 was like a superior number, the twin towers, September 11th, 
Um, there's, there's certain little manifestations of that that come out and, and very, very just kind of coincidental occurrences. That's kind of where I'll go with that. Um, when it comes to Satanism, I really don't have anything bad to say about that. So, um, it's just, you know, kind of, it's almost like a Wiccan thing where it's like, I rubbed crystals together and found a tree. Lit that some told sage me. on fire. And- yeah. It's, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything bad <laughs> that I'm just saying like, no, no, say it out loud. I, they can figure it out themselves. I think so. Rubbing crystals together and burning sage. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> Godspeed you black emperor. So, <laughs> Now, the number did dip, but the most prominent conspiracy theories can be broadly defined into three defined into three main forms. So, we've got the Lee Hop, the Me Hop, and the others. What about what is, the IHOP? I love pancakes. I do too. Put a little, oh, everybody, oh, pancakes round, round totally the, underrated, overrated, I'm sorry. Overrated. Oh, oh pancakes shit. Pancakes are totally overrated. You best. I was going to go around the horn with <laughs> what's your favorite pancakes, but I think <sighs> It's, you can, but pancakes are just the tofu of breakfast foods. They have no taste. You have to like put stuff on it to make it edible. There's and what you put on is not even good for you. Because you could just theoretically put like three sheets of like big warm bread and it'd be about the same. Yeah. He's probably right, actually. Now I like think if you put it. hot sauce on a pancake, it wouldn't taste like a pancake. It tastes taste like hot sauce. Because if you put honey in I don't know. There's sugar in pancakes, though. And if you eat a pancake plain, they're still sweet. Mm. Maybe I'm having the wrong pancakes. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. The Swedish pancakes are good, though, in Chicago. Yes. Josh's favorite pancakes are the kind that it gets after blowjobs. <laughs> Those are post blowjob <laughs> pancakes. I guess I can. I'll let that one slide. That's oh. cub. <laughs> all right. All right. So, okay. So, no pancake talk, but thank you for the interjection. So, Lee Hop, those are the people that say that Lee Hop stands for. Let it happen on purpose. Suggests that key individuals within the government had at least some foreknowledge of the attacks and deliberately ignored it or actively weakened United States defenses to ensure the hijacked flights were not intercepted. Similar allegations were made about Pearl Harbor. Okay. And there's there's evidence to that too. Okay. At the time, we had an idea that that attack was going to happen. In my opinion, now I'm saying this as your host who did the research, we knew this was kind of going to happen and then it just Mm -hmm. happened. And that happens a lot in our history. So I don't want to give away my verdict, but let's keep going. Okay. So Mihop made it happen on purpose. These people generally have like, these are the, it was an inside job. People like die hard. It wasn't just planes that hit like there was other they weren't necessarily planes. And there's also, by the way, this could be another episode. I'm going to say this a lot. There there are people that believe it was holograms. What was a Tupac concert? No, it wasn't a Tupac concert. Although that would be kind of crazy if a hologram Tupac shot through the the air. The wrong hologram. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is a Tupac concert. Whoops. Did you see that? Tupac Tupac flew into building number two. That was the weirdest version of me and my girlfriend ever. Um, So, (laughs) 
Now, the Mihat people, the key individuals within the government, planned the attacks and collaborated with or framed okay Al Qaeda. I want someone out. to Photoshop that now. <laughs> as horrible as that is. Now, there's a, there's a range of opinions about how that might have happened. Wait, that was Tupac. Was Who's flying into building number one? Snoop Dogg! <laughs> Snoop Dogg took out building number one. Snoop Dogg. I thought we figured out it was, it was Hulk Hogan. No. He, he, yeah, you guys never saw that? But never mind. What in the world? I'll show you later. Know what we're talking all, right, about. all right, so others. Some audio, medium, visual stuff is. The third group are called the others who, these are who rejected the accepted amount of the September 11 att- attacks are not proposing specific theories, but try to demonstrate that the U.S. government's account of the events is wrong, which a staggering amount of people believe. This, according to them, would lead to a general call for a new official investigation into the events of September 11, 2001. Now, there was the 9-11 Commission report, okay? Mm-hmm. We have results from that. But according to what I researched, these people were in a time squeeze. They needed, people wanted answers, and they weren't given much to go. Like, for me... It's like with uh, the East Area Rapist slash Golden State Killer and now the Toronto Serial Killer. They've all been caught because we give these people the time or the DNA or the right factors to find these monsters. And I'm going to be honest with you. If it was the government, which I'm not trying to give away my verdict, but if it was the government, we need time to investigate things, you know? And who better to let investigate the government than the government? Mm, yeah, true. So let's go into theories. Yay. Yay. Not really. Was it a controlled demolition? I fucking hope not, because that's gross. Well, it would seem that way. So building Celeste, building Celeven, Celeven, building seven, building seven, eleven. This also known as the slushy theory had tons of important documents in it. Mm. And it looked like it controlled demolition. And that's always the scary thing. But why would this building fall down and it looks just like a controlled demolition? Well, both the North Tower and the South Tower fell around, and I'm going from my memory, about nine, between nine and ten. Okay. Mm. Building Before seven, shit number one and shit number two. <laughs> now building, a lot of building number, back in the, the day. second building fell first. The one that got hit right. lower. Yeah. Now building seven collapsed at five twenty PM. So that's a good amount of time later. Now it did get hit with the debris of the plane that hit mm-hmm. as it kind of cascaded over. So you got to imagine like a plane going fast as fuck and then just and all the shit just landed on it. That building seven was also located 300 feet from the North tower. The official explanation is that it was hit with falling debris from the North tower and is what caused it to collapse. If so, this would be the third building to collapse due to damage and fire of all time. Skyscrapers, skyscrapers, skyscrapers. Those buildings that are <laughs> scrappy <fighting>. building. <laughs> like rock, get out of here, robots. Am- not very big. Get out of here, Empire State. They got a lot of heart, though. It's, it's me, Sears Tower. I'm going to take a poop on you. Anyway, so the skyscrapers 
of all time that have have fallen from debris and fire. This was the third building. The first two were the World Trade Center. So it's like the only time that that's ever happened ever. That's this is why this is and this is coming from which I will cite. Now I said 102 minutes that changed America was for our first episode. The second episode is Loose Change, which is the most insane documentary you can find on YouTube and it's the one that really makes your fucking assholes clamp shut because some of this stuff and the thing is loose change doesn't start with 9-11 it starts with like Germany in 1933 and explains like Hitler's Hitler's regime and a lot of it is all about government control and keeping a watchdog eye for this kind of stuff because the more I get into this, the more I understand why to fear your government or why to fear anything in general. That's not authority authority. Yes. Okay. So according to the Wikipedia nine 11 conspiracy theories. Now I tried to stay off Wikipedia for the most part, mm-hmm. because I think that it kind of goes against the grain when it comes to researching this, but it does have firm dates and you need firm dates. Now I want to say real quick before I get into this too, a recent fan of our show, my brother-in-law, is a pilot, and he was pretty shocked by the fact that the 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 jets, the seven forty seven, the seven fifty sevens, in the planes that actually hit the buildings, he was like, "Look, these buildings were built in nineteen seventy two. At that time, you know, Cessnas or small jets or private jets." were the only things they could have factored into ever hitting those buildings. But a 757 or a 747 even, full of jet fuel, taken off 20 minutes after, full f- fueled completely, okay? He was like, I mean, and, and this is going on the side that this was something that just happened that was terrorists. That is a whole new level of what the fuck. Like the amount of fuel that shot through that area, like it makes sense in that aspect. So mm-hmm. I wanted to to give a shout out to Justin, um, who kind of pointed that out to me. Like that's that is a lot of fuel. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not so like I, my brother would have put like two dollars in the gas tank, right? <laughs> or me in like ninety nine or. God. When I was 17 and trying to make it to my girlfriend's yep. house on But still want to get that little spinny churro that's in the gas station. <laughs> I don't really need another gallon. I need a churro. Yeah, churro. <laughs> whatever those are. Taquitos. Is that what those are? Tornados. 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 Oh. Whatever. There's a good variety of them nowadays. <laughs> Not, not, not so much. Not so much. But. Hard to keep track. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Now... The most prominent conspiracy theory is that the collapse of the Twin Towers and World Trade Center, uh, Building 7, basically, were the result of a controlled demolition rather than structural failure due to impact and fire. Another prominent belief is that the Pentagon was hit by a missile launched by elements from inside the U.S. government or that a commercial airliner was allowed to do so via an effective stand-down of the American military. Possible motives claimed by conspiracy theorists for such actions include justifying the invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq. Those, I guess that would be the Lee Hop people. Um, U.S. government concluded Iraq was not involved in the attacks or had weapons of mass destruction during that time. I think we know that, yeah. 
just FYI, if you were born yesterday, to advance their geostrategist... This is the biggest word I've ever tried to pronounce. Geostrategic... There's a personal for... Geostrategic interests, such as... Geostrategic? It's geostrategic (laughs) geostrategic (laughs) interests. Give me a brand new one for the soundboard, though. Such as plans to construct (laughs) a natural gas pipeline through Afghanistan. Other conspiracy theories revolve around authorities having advanced knowledge of the attacks and deliberately ignoring or assisting the attackers. I want to say that... um, while President Bush was reading, uh, or not reading, he was listening to a story about a little goat in an elementary school in Florida. Mm-hmm. Dick Cheney was in charge. <laughs> I just took a penguin shit in the corner over there. <laughs> my heart's made out of the. This is my second melted, heart. The molten teeth of. He'd had three heart attacks by that time. Yep. Wow. Start my collection. Just go for feels Baker's like, dungeon. Feels like karma. God was really trying to shut him down. Can't. Dude's bionic now. <laughs> He's not. You know, you know I, I shot my best friend in the face just to see what it felt like to shoot a man and in he, the face. And he apologized to me because I'm a goddamn penguin in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, your fa- He said, I'm sorry my face got in the way of your bullets. <laughs> It's more it's more important to be successful than to be loved. That's part of his documentary about him. He says that verbatim. Wow. That's not I no shit. I love to kick cats just to feel something. <laughs> I like to drink red wine because it looks like blood. I like to drink blood because it looks like red wine. Now here's the thing. And I'm not gonna lie to you. It's black. Just like mine. Yeah, I wanna say uh Cheney doesn't come across cross as cartoonishly evil as we may represent him in recent interviews because he's old and he's got grandkids and maybe his soul just was birthed in the last couple of years. But I'm during teaching this, my grandkids how to shoot their best friends in the face and shoot tobacco <laughs> while it's smoking cigarettes and doing heroin at the same time. Exactly. So during this time, during this time, before the plane hits the Pentagon, there was this dip deposition that was in front of, uh, I think it was the commission reports, but I might be saying that wrong. But I just wanted to get this out because I remember this fact in doing research that basically somebody overheard him talking to somebody at NORAD and the guy said, the plane's 50 miles out, the plane's 30 miles out, the plane's 10 miles out. And then at basically at that point, he said... Vice President, does the order still stand? And he whipped his head around and said, of course the order still stands. Have you heard anything out of the contrary? Basically. Don't make me shoot you in the face. Yeah. Don't don't make me take you hunting. Just go quail hunting. I mean, they don't know the context of that, but it's like, what the fuck was the order if the to plane do nothing. hit? Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Yeah. Don't do anything. That's a good guess. Yeah. That's the first guess. That's why I like doing this show because we come from like our, you know, Joe neighbor perspective on the ground. We don't know anything other than what we research. But yeah, that's an interesting idea to think, you know, maybe it was, maybe he's not as evil as we think. Well, there's a lot of, like, what do you do? Do you shoot it out of the sky? I mean, 
Gotta well, weigh all that stuff out, you know? Wait till we get to more of these conspiracy mm. theories in the second half, because some of these are dark as fuck. Oh, boy. So, now, when it comes to the Pentagon, there are big issues and holes I can understand that people don't understand. First of all, the pilot of the plane was the worst of the group of Saudi flyboys. He was basically failing out of flight school, and literally, if the damage and the sight of the plane crash is to be believed, it doesn't add up at all. Now, this plane was like 150 feet long. It left a six-feet hole in diameter on the building. That makes sense. I'm saying length, but I'm also, I mean, a it's plane the girth coming, that's the not girth, I'm, I'm going into girth. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not helping my situation out at all. You would think as a dick spurt, I could understand. I could explain phallic looking objects, but I can't. <laughs> um, so, but no, I'm just saying like there were, there was no trail of debris leading to the building. Mm-hmm. It looks very s- suspiciously like a missile. I'm not, I'm skipping just going, oh, the damage. It looks like a fucking missile hit it. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad saying that because I know people that work in DC. I know I'm just going from what I, I felt researching it. And there's only five images of the damage. It's fucking DC. There's got to be cameras floating on mosquitoes every single fucking area. <laughs> I, I mean, look. This is coming from the country that also just had people hop the fence and like run up to try to go fucking shake Obama's hand or was there president of oh, Trump Trump's hand. I'm fucking so disconnected. Living in the suburbia. <laughs> oh, there he is again. Jitties. But anyway, so also the 757 is, uh, 150 feet long, give or take. The size of the impact drastically differs. Like I said, the ground had no signs of heavy debris and the wreckage was removed before most any real press coverage or any video was taken. Now, there was a government sit-go with a video of it. It's been gone. Like, no one can find it. Hmm. Again, this is also from Loose Change, and it fucking made my, like I said, butthole clamp shut. My fucking toes curl, my eyes go wide, like, really? Yeah. Gotta let it go so I can fucking feel a little relief, you know? In fact, most of the footage of that day are a few photos, like I said. Now, again, on the wiki, according to the 9-11 Commission report, both black boxes from Flight 77 and both black boxes from Flight 93 were recovered. However, the CVR from Flight 77, that's the uh, Pentagon flight, was said to be too damaged to yield any Mm. data. Now, if that wasn't fishy on top of the fact that it doesn't look like a plane hit it, almost all items of damage or video or footage or photos, none of them hold up to that. It looks like a a, a huge plane hit it. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That is weird. Okay. Um, I hate that because it doesn't, I don't want it to be something like, see, the thing is when I went into this, and I know a lot of conspiracy people out there who like our show or have debated about the merits of what we're covering. I'm looking at you Facebook page. This is something that I don't want to be real. I really don't. I don't want the, I I don't, I don't want operation Northwoods to be real either, but it is real. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't change people 
and the way that things function completely, you know, we can't pass a bill or make a, you know, hopefully you influence somebody to make a change who's in that position to, in the government. But it's this, this is just something that like, if that's real, then what happened to those people? You know, I mean, look, I know a plane's going fast, but when it hits a building, do they, I I just can't imagine they vaporize. Now we didn't talk about the jumpers in the last episode and that's a tough subject for me. It's fucking gross. People didn't want to burn. I'll say this. 200 people died from jumping. (laughs) Oh, there you go. So, the fact that's that, right up there with the uh, Jambonet Ramsey cork pop. Sorry. <laughs> so, though they jumped, they didn't want to burn up in an oven, and I get that. I would rather feel a few few seconds of just like, way I'm flying. And mm. unfortunately, though, your heart doesn't stop in that time. They died from the force. So, mm. um, now on uh, April eighteenth, two thousand two, the FBI allowed the families of victims from Flight ninety three to listen to the voice recordings. No, I would not do that. In April of two thousand six, a transcript of the CVR was released as part of the Zacharias Musau trial. Two men, Michael Ballone and Nicholas DeMassi, who worked extensively in the wreckage of the World Trade Center, said in the book Behind the Scenes Ground Zero that they helped federal agents find three of the four black boxes from the jetliners. so three of the four were found. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a code that pilots put in seven five zero zero. It's it's every one of those pilots on these major commercial flights are told to do this in order to notify authorities that they're being hijacked. Because this isn't the first th- you know first time that's ever happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Of the four, none of them did that. And that goes beyond the transponder. I can get the transponder thing. Turn the transponders off. It's probably pretty quick and easy because you don't want a lot of flight radar going on, especially when there's 4,000 planes in the air. Mm -hmm. It can get fucking confusing. But the fact that they were running drills, like they were doing drills in the upper Northwest quadrant to prepare for plane attacks. That is super specific. And also, their memos had Osama bin Laden on them. Mm-hmm. That was happening at the same time. Now, if they've done, you know, 46 of those trials, which they had for these guys that were working at NORAD, I can understand how it'd be a little like they wouldn't react as quickly. But there's recordings of, like, say, Cheney. We don't know what happened, but talking to that younger government employee about them taking action 50 miles, 30 miles, 20 miles, does the order still stand? That factor makes me think that maybe they either shot it down or because I did mention that in the last episode, 20 minutes isn't a lot of time the actual response time for these jets and these areas from these air force bases is 10 minutes, which you that's know, a, that's pat- impressive. It is very mm-hmm. impressive, but these things can go like Mach five. And these right. But that means tra- you're, 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 you're sitting on the a loo, f- taking a big stew with your, with your shirt off. 
with my shirt off. Exactly. Then, you're get, then you're getting into your pilot. I mean, you're, that's impressive. It is very impressive. Jeez, we can't get my son to get dressed with socks and shoes in a half hour. 45 minutes, yeah. I can't get dressed without, you know, checking my phone and checking my tweets. And checking your oil. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, April. <laughs> Some guys need to do that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of history of colon cancer in my family. <laughs> so Looks like I better check my oil. On September 17th, 2001, <laughs> Bin Laden announced his uninvolvement, by the way. He, t- he told the world was me. he was not involved. With the attacks starting soon after that, the U.S. constantly used him as a scapegoat for the violence on American soil. So that's kind of interesting because in his country, in his area, he'd be viewed as a hero. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I remember the video footage of people cheering and being yep. exuberant about the fact that we got the shit kicked out. I know. Of us. I, almost, I almost booked a flight and brought three knives with me just to just couple get those of box fuckers. cutters. Seriously. Everybody was mad. <laughs> Everybody was mad. I remember seeing that footage too. There was like a little kid who was like, meh, 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 meh. And I think he had a Transformer shirt on. I was like, fuck you. We made that. Oh, wait, Japan did. <laughs> Come here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> the effects on Muslims in the oh, Middle boy. East by David Aronovich, a columnist for the Times, in his book entitled Voodoo Histories The Role of the Conspiracy Theory. And shaping modern history that was published in May of 2009 claimed that the theory strained credulity. Credulity? April? Credulity. Yeah. Hey! Aronovich also changed, already, charged that 9-11 conspiracy theories the have exaggerated the expertise of those supporting their theories and noted that 9-11 conspiracy theorists, including David Ray Griffin, cross-site each other. He also claims the popularity of 9-11 conspiracy theories has hurt the war on terror. I guess I kind of get that. Because the truth is... When it happened, okay, and I want to say this real quick. Some of the nicest people I've met in my entire life, I'm 35 years old, so take that with a grain of salt. I'm young. I'm new to this world, basically, is what I'm saying. It's an elephant in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Josh is blowing his nose. Fucking booger queen. So, um, <coughs> basically, what I'm, I wanted to say is that some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life are Muslims. It, and and that's not just like regular people on the street, but it's people I met in the service. Mm-hmm. It's people Which, of I forgot Middle to, Eastern descent. I wanted to ask you the last episode. Is that the reason you joined the service, 9-11? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, there was an immense emotional hold on the country at the time. I got a medal just for joining because it was like, thank you for participation. Participation. (laughs) But it wasn't. It was a joining in wartime medal, Mm -hmm. um, which I still have. I feel like a dick for joking about it. No, it's fine. (laughs) You should feel bad. Hey, I get a platinum in defending people. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Very That's nice. a new one. Perfect. <laughs> so according to Aronovich, because a significant portion of educated Pakistanis believe that George W. Bush brought the towers down. Now, this is interesting. 
because they thought the th- conspiracy theories were real. Oh, wow. Dealing with the tab- Taliban became difficult because they actually don't believe the fundamental premise on which the war against terror was being waged. So think about that. The people that we were fighting thought that we did it to ourselves so that we could fight them. On top of the fact that we were killing innocent people and civilians, mm-hmm. countless innocent civilians. That makes the rage factor jump up quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. It also makes their argument much more valid. Yeah. Now, I want to play a clip of Dick Cheney. This is Dick Cheney during the Iraq initial war, the which belt. I think was Desert Storm, if I can't. If, yep. Okay. 91. Now, I at the time. Was it 94? At the time, this is what Dick Cheney had to say about why they wouldn't go over there. I just wanted to. It, this is actually what he said in 94. Okay. I was supposed to say, I thought the war started in 91. Hey, Do you think that the U.S. or U.N. forces should have moved into Baghdad? No. Why not? Because if we'd gone to Baghdad, we would have been all alone. There wouldn't have been anybody else with us. It would have been a U.S. occupation of Iraq. None of the Arab forces that were willing to fight with us in Kuwait were willing to invade Iraq. Uh, Once you got to Iraq and took it over and took down Saddam Hussein's government, then what are you going to put in its place? That's a very volatile part of the world. And and if you take down the central government in Iraq, you can easily end up seeing pieces of Iraq fly off. Uh, Part of it... uh, the Syrians would like to have to the west, uh, part of eastern Iraq, uh, the Iranians would like to claim fought over for eight years. In the north, you've got the Kurds, and if the Kurds spin loose and join with the Kurds in Turkey, then you've threatened the territorial integrity of Turkey. It's a, it's a quagmire if you go that far and try to take <laughs> Iraq. The other thing was casualties. Uh, everyone was impressed with the fact that uh, we were able to do our job with as few casualties as we had. But for the 146 Americans killed in action, and for their families, it wasn't a cheap war. And the question for the president in terms of whether or not we went on to Baghdad and took additional casualties in an effort to get Saddam Hussein was how many additional dead Americans is Saddam worth? And our judgment was uh, not very many, and I think we got it right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ryan's Dick Cheney rant. It's been in the works since 2002. Just so you know, when I was in the service, I immediately started to hate this man. I consider this man to be the most evil person in history. And here's my argument. And Boy, you were gonna, more than Hitler? In American history. Okay. I would say he's Fair an enough. American. Hitler still beats him out. And and uh, we covered Hitler. See, that I think it was like episode in the 40s somewhere, if you're a fan. It's, a good, it's actually a really good episode. There's some good info on that. So I'm going to make Ooh. my argument for Cheney, and then we're going to take a break. And when we come back from that break, we'll talk a little Steel Beamish stuff. So... <laughs> Oh, beautiful. All right, Cheney. Now, he made $4 million as the CEO of Halliburton. Halliburton, weapons manufacturer, basically, oil company bullshit. So, before George W. Bush asked him to run as his VP and left Halliburton, he was given... Ooh. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I'm getting angry reading this. When he gets angry, he, he burps a lot. Mm-hmm. His anger comes How out much money gas. do you think Dick Cheney was given after five or six years of working as CEO of Halliburton? $69. I'm going to go with like 
120 million. 150 billion. Okay, All we're going to be realistic. It was 34 million. Same yeah, thing. Now, I said million. I started by saying he was making 4 million annually working for the company. He left with a severance package of 34 million, which pre he wasn't even of retirement age at the time. So his severance kind of wasn't I think as CEO he kind of manufactured that. Mm-hmm. Um and then owning stock allowed them to take thirty nine point five billion in Iraq contracts. Uh, well, say that again. Okay, let's let's start with this basic number: thirty four million as a severance, and then becoming the vice president and giving thirty nine point five billion in contracts for Iraq. And I believe those were no bid. Correct. Yes, they were totally no bid. Fuck. Good point. Um, that is what. Okay, so that's insane, and they were given it without any competition involved, no contracts. This is war profiteering defined. Oh, this is for sure. There's this, no question. This isn't okay. This this is not underground info wars. No, I playing telephone. This is facts. This is pulled from CNN, Fox News, Wikipedia, Al Jazeera. I mean, this is fact. And it was did this. It was defended in the news because we had to get it done. Right. It was because I remember thinking, well, this is doesn't seem right. And the news is like, are you American or? You know, yeah, it became a very like American, we, but they're the most they're they're the most ready. That's why we're gonna go. That's why they got the bid. Blah blah blah. Like it was defended. Like they were ready for it. Yeah. Almost right. It doesn't get any more black and white than this, guys. Uh, before this, this company that he worked for, Halliburton, um, also got a billion during Vietnam. Its name was different. It was like Brown something was the name. Maybe Feces Incorporated. Brown <laughs> pants. <laughs> Fuck this asshole. He's a liar and he's a shill and led from the back from his time with Gerald R. Ford and all his, into his vice presidency with Bush. He always led from the back. He never led from the front. He was mm-hmm. never an example. He never served in the service. He never cared about the American people. And he didn't think waterboarding was torture. And that's not anything to do with 9-11. It's fucking just how the dark truth. His heart this is, is how dark his heart is. When he died, he had a dream. He was in Italy eating pasta alone. Not with anybody he cared about. He's a shithead. Because I shot everybody else in the face. <laughs> so, this guy is an asshole. And it has to be said that everybody who knows... Every, oh, shit. Everybody who knows about this story in this time period knows that he no one had anything good to say about Dick Cheney when they worked with him. President Bush, who I actually think is a decent enough human being. I think he, I think he came into it at the wrong time. I think Prescott Bush is his grandpa is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I think George HW Bush is a, asshole he's also in wow. the top 10 celebrities that have been caught on buzzfeed like feeling up pe- girls and like sexual predators 
He's in a fucking wheelchair and he's checking girls' oil <laughs> with his fucking withered old prune fingers sneaking up their skirts. <laughs> I read like two different instances where this motherfucker reached his tails from the crypt hand up somebody while Barb Bush is fucking dying on a scaffold on the side of him. And his son Jeb Bush is fucking crying into his Kool-Aid underwear. His whole family is full of shit. <laughs> the only person I want to hang out with is George W. Bush. He actually is funny as fuck. He he went to Yale, and yes, he might have been part of that whole group, but at the same time, he championed education. He had a good sense of humor. He 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 seemed like he cared. And you know what? The fact of the matter is he's painting pictures of Kim Jong-un and <laughs> Mickey Mouse or whatever he's fucking doing. <laughs> He's trying to fucking black out these times that he had to deal with Dick Cheney's sick fucking ass. I think the fact that he was at a kindergarten trying to listen to a kid's story Mm -hmm. while Dick Cheney was in the war room fucking grinding his wooden teeth on a fucking machete waiting for his missile to hit the Pentagon and maybe shooting down United 93. That's another thing. I've heard that, that, yeah. I'm going to pose one more thing to you. And I mentioned this in our messenger today, something really creepy that I read. There is a theory. Okay. Okay. We've talked about Dick Cheney for a minute and I could go off even more. Oh yeah, me too. I, I, I could do a whole nother episode on this guy, but here's the thing. There is a theory that the plane that hit the Pentagon and United 93 were actually taken to secluded air force bases where they were either carted off into an, 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 um, Oh boy. What's it? Anonymity. I'm not giving you this one. You're on your own. Not an atomist. Anonymity. Anonymity. Why did you do that? He's helping me out because we only have so much time to record. That's true. That's true. So they, there's that theory, and then there's also the theory that they were all killed by the government. Planes landed, people killed. That, okay. That seems a bit far-fetched, but... But... I do it in a heartbeat, because I don't have a heartbeat. Kill 3,000 people to start <laughs> to be president for a day? <laughs> totally it's, worth it. Yeah, last podcast made that joke, too. Oh. But I, it's It's... it's it's the truth. I mean, it's it, it's a sick, sad, fucked thing. We're going to take a break. We've got a clip from our own president who we all uh, we all have opinions on. <laughs> and this is his view on 9/11. On Monday, George W. Bush will campaign in South Carolina for his brother. As you said tonight and you've often said The Iraq war and your opposition to it was a sign of your good judgment. In 2008, in an interview with Wolf Blitzer talking about President George W. Bush's conduct of the war, you said you were surprised that Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi didn't try to impeach him. You said, quote, which personally I think would have been a wonderful thing, close quote. When you were asked what you meant by that, you said, for the war, for the war. He lied. He got us into the war with lies. Do you still believe President Bush should be impeached? Should have been First impeached? First of all, I have to say, as a businessman, I get along with everybody. I have business all over the world. I know so many of the people in the audience. And by the way, I'm a self-funder. I don't have. I have my wife and I have my son. That's all I have. I don't have this. So let me just tell you, 
I get along with everybody, which is my obligation to my company, to myself, etc. Obviously, the war in Iraq was a big, fat mistake, all right? Now, you can take it any way you want, and it took, Je it took Jeb Bush, if you remember, at the beginning of his announcement, when he announced for president, took him five days, he went back. It was a mistake, it wasn't a mistake. It took him five days before his people told him what to say, and he ultimately said it was a mistake. The war in Iraq, we spent $2 trillion, thousands of lives. We don't even have it. Iran is taking over Iraq with the second largest oil reserves in the world. Obviously, it was a mistake. So George Bush made a mistake. We so, can make mistakes, but that one was a beauty. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. But so you, so, I mean, it's, so you still think he should be impeached? I think it's my turn, isn't it? You do whatever you want. You call it whatever you want. I want to tell you. They lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none, and they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass right. destruction. Okay, all right. Governor Bush, when a member on the stage's brother gets attacked, I got about five or six. Do I get to do it five or six times or just once nice. responding to that? So here's the deal. I'm sick and tired of Barack Obama blaming my brother for all of the problems that he's had. And frankly... I could, I could care less about the insults that Donald Trump gives to me. It's blood sport for him. He enjoys it, and I'm glad he's happy about it. He but I am, sick and, tired, I am sick and tired of him going after my family. My dad is the greatest man alive in my mind. And while, while Donald Trump was building a reality TV show, my brother was building a security apparatus to keep us safe, and I'm proud of what he did. He's had the gall to go the after World my Trade mother. Center came He's down had the gall to go after rain. my mother. Remember that. Hold on. Let me finish. He's had the gall to go after my mother. That's not keeping Look, I won safe. the lottery when I was born 63 years ago and looked up and I saw my mom. mom my mom is the strongest woman I know. She should this be is running. not about okay. my family or his family. Okay. This is about the South Carolina families that need someone to be a commander-in-chief that can lead. And I'm that person. First elaborated theories appeared in Europe, by the way, about really? this. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> One week after the attacks, the inside job theory was the subject of a thesis by a researcher from the French National Center for Specific... Mm, thesis spe pieces. <laughs> I, uh, chocolate and peanut butter. French we know you don't like it. You got your conspiracy in my tragedy. You got your tragedy in my conspiracy <laughs> therapy. It's theory. like a Twix. <laughs> hey! It's not theory, it's therapy, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we're out here to prove. 
Now, the French National Center for Scientific Research published in Le Monde this inside job idea. Other theories sprang from the far corners of the globe within weeks, six months after the tax. Theory Maisons piece on 9-11, Les Fognons, Impostes, topped the French bestseller list, its publication in English as 9-11, The Big Lie. For the Bagois. Oh, By 2004, conspiracy theories about the two- September 11th attacks began to gain ground in the United States. One explanation is that the rise in popularity stemmed from the growing criticism of the Iraq war. Now, like I said, when Bush stopped being president, the theorist calmed. Because Obama came in there and he was like, I'm black. That's about it. <laughs> If you say so. I got drone strikes. I'm a good talker. I got drone strikes more than anybody before me or after me. I'm a killer when it comes to robots that shoot lasers. It's true. Or bombs. It's very true. Um, now, one explanation for the rise of popularity stems from George W. Bush. <laughs> now, just so you know, a little fun fact, one of Cheney's daughters likes Bush. Yes, she does. Is that a lesbian joke? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. I didn't want to be that catty, but I guess it'll be that way. I'm with you, girl. So anyway, <laughs> any discovery of new That's some deep research telling evidence. <laughs> Night Rider News theorized that revelations that Night weapons Rider weapons News Kit reads the news to you? <laughs> Michael. Michael, there was a terrorist attack. <laughs> theorized that revelations that weapons of mass destruction did not exist in Iraq. The belated release of the President's Daily Brief of August 6, 2001 and reports that NORAD had lied to the 9-11 Commission may have fueled the conspiracy theories. So there's a lot of those conspiracy theories going on. So we know the types. We do we know about the cover-up allegations though? Now Paul Zarambika in his book The Hidden History Zenzizi Zambibi and his <laughs> Get your shirts. Get your shirts. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast. Good man. <laughs> Always plugging. The Hidden History of 9-11 was written by Paul Zambrica, who says that the debris from Ground Zero was removed without proper forensic investigation. Now, we know that to be pretty real when it comes to the Pentagon plane. And, 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 United 93, Mm. by the way. That wreckage is not salable as far as, like, we found it, we picked it up, we could find it. It, it, the Pentagon and when it comes to the United 93 plane, it's, it's bad hmm. evidence wise. Now, does that mean the CIA or FBI or NSA or CIA or MIB or LMNOP came or- in and like took everything? Probably. <laughs> they're hardy. They're all hiding it in like an alien's asshole somewhere. <laughs> 
According to the 9-11 Commission report, both black boxes from Flight 77 and both black boxes from Flight 93 were recovered. However, the CVR Flight... Nine, uh, flight 77 was said to be too damaged to yield any data. Now, I brought that up before, but I just want to reiterate that. A series of interviews, audio and videotapes with bin Laden Hello? following the 9-11 attacks that were reported to be from him show some differentiating outcomes. So, in the first of these, the speaker denied responsibility for the attacks on September 7th. And a tape released in December 2001 known as the Jalalabad tape. Jalalabad's tape. Jalalabad. Jalalabad. Jalalalala. Ooh, what is going on there? Now, the CIA attests that in that December 2001 tape, he has knowledge, but there's also people that think he was killed during Clinton's reign. And then all these tapes came out posthumously. Like it was just something that they had scripted for so long. They were just waiting for it to happen. Which brings me to steel beams. Oh boy. Wow. Drop the mic. Jeez. Literally. I just get mad. I do too. (laughs) This steel beam shit drives me nuts. I said it in the last episode. There were a couple of things that I insinuated in the last episode that were under the radar while I was trying to be faithful to people, but I was trying to mention the slumlords and the engineers and the architects did not build the World Trade Centers to withstand a night 19 I'm sorry, a 2001 plane. They built those buildings for a 1972 Cessna little biplane or, or one Snoopy's of those Snoopy's doghouse flying through the yeah. sky or the Cuban military. Squeaky, squeaky. Look, they already didn't fireproof the building to qualifications. We see we saw that recently with um, the, 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 the whole the fire at the Trump. Mm-hmm. What the Trump uh, tower tower where they like skirted. The sprinkler laws. Yeah. Didn't we learn anything from Titanic? They learned <laughs> like, cover nothing. your asses, guys. They didn't fireproof yeah. the building properly. They also had issues where like the elevators chains would like hit the wall because of wind. So Jeez. we're gonna talk steel beams. Probably. It sounds like a good uh like butt rock band from the like maybe late two thousands. Oh yeah. Steel beams continue. Steel beam. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gonna burn some steel. We want to say that this building, these buildings were fortified with these intense steel beams. Not true. The minimum was done. Office space was sucked up in these buildings. I mean, you have on the hundredth 106th floor, there's like people squeeze 106th floor already sounds exaggerated to me. Who's on the who's on the 25th floor? 
You know what I mean? A like guy I'm, shaped like me who can't walk all the way up to the 106th <laughs> floor. Got myself a good corner office. I can see my car from here. Where are we? 25? Good enough. I'll just work here. <laughs> who's on the 20... I mean, the 30th floor. I mean, who's on the 70th floor? It's... it's in, Every floor had space. It was taken up. Like I said, 250,000 people were in that square area for the buildings one and two. And look, if this was something that was preconceived, the idea that would I kill 3,000 people to be the president so I could God take control right of the I new would. world order? God damn right I would. God damn it. And it could have killed a lot more people than it did. Mm-hmm. I so missed out on that one. Wish I could have killed more. <laughs> so here's here's an interesting idea for for me to expel now this building and this building the north and the south tower and the building seven so they all came down that day three thousand people figuratively died They all consider that the steel beams couldn't have melted and couldn't have buckled the way that they did. According to the footage that you look at, they all have issues with it Mm -hmm. because, oh, steel beams don't melt at 1,500,000 degrees or whatever it is. Jet fuel. But there was lots of paper. There was lots of paper. Paper burns hotter than jet fuel. And also... And also, wasn't the building a little twisted? and And they were fully fueled planes so without further ado we are going to listen to a man who works with steel (laughs) explain jet fuel and what happened that day so i am taking time out of my busy day to try to put to rest one of the more moronic things i have seen on the internet lately and that's saying something through my facebook feed i saw yet again that old tired argument with that question Jet fuel only burns at 1,500 degrees, and since steel melts at 2,700 degrees, 9-11 was a conspiracy. I am so sick and tired of this argument. Now, I am not going to make any claims to what did or did not happen. If it was a conspiracy, I do not care. What I am upset about is the retarded metallurgical things that you guys are saying. I'm not arguing the facts. Jet fuel does, in fact, burn at 1,500 degrees. Steel, we all start melting some carbon steels at 2,300 degrees. But if you hold this up as a reason for conspiracy, you are an idiot. This is a piece of half-inch thick steel, A36, structural steel, designed for structures. This is a 250-pound anvil. I'm going to put this steel in the back of this anvil, and I'm going to lift this 250-pound anvil with this bar of steel. You see how the structural steel is supporting this anvil. Okay. There. Now, in my furnace, I have an identical piece of half-inch bar steel, just like this. And it's going to be around 1,800 degrees, just 300 more than jet fuel, when it comes out. And I want you to see something very interesting. Go into the forge. It's very hot, but not melted. Obviously, it is not melted. I put this in the anvil. Now, watch this. I'm going to take my pinky finger, 
my pinky finger, half inch solid steel. Check it out. It's a freaking noodle. Your argument is invalid. Get over it. Find a job. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that is steel beams, okay? It burns. It can make it things weakens. bend. It weakens. Yes, it happened quick, but plus, I'm just saying there's a lot of jet you fuel. You think the, the rivets are hold, what holds everything together, just supporting the pressure. If you melt mm-hmm. it, yeah, if you heat them up, those rivets are going to pop right off. Yep. And they come down fast. Yeah. It's a lot of weight. And it's a lot of heat. So, stinking a stinking or stinking st- wow, stirking a spring spurns. That's going on the board. Yes. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about those Yahoo answers, maybe. Yahoo. All right. <laughs> Today on our Yahoo answers. We're going to go into more about jet fuel and steel beams. Uh, this person asks, how did plain jet a fuel get, oh get hot enough we got a live one. to melt the Twin Towers 100,000 PSI heat-treated carbon steel? Uh, I know Bush slash cons slash 9-11 commission say steel melted as cause of the complete disintegration of both towers, but how is that really possible? Present your. Okay. Present my what? My dong? Exactly. Uh, user Pythagoras responded, amongst many things, your question also conveniently forgets to mention the large steel plane traveling at hundreds of miles per hour slamming into the building. It's not just about melting steel with ignited jet fuel. The massive shockwave that would have weakened that impact area have already weakened the structure to begin with. Why is it so difficult to conclude that a large plane slamming into a building will topple it? Uh, User Exit Wound wrote, What? The burn rate of jet fuel with everything else that ignited is way hot enough for the steel to lose integrity and fold. Uh, user Mr. Taddy Pie for you. Well, hello. Uh, construction steel is not carbon steel like used in gun barrels is your first problem. As for the rest, I'll let you have your own fairy tale ideas. Repeat after me once upon a time. You take it from there, conspiracy theory boy. Ah, I like this guy. Right? We, like, we like theory, but we're also into therapy. Exactly. Uh, user Dave responded, The fact that those towers fell damn near perfectly downward is proof enough that the entire official story is horse shit. There's not one example before or after 9-11 which gives credence to the style of collapse described in the commission report. The WTC is the one and only example of the type of collapse they claim occurred. Yeah, they couldn't, it couldn't have been the way they said it. How do you know? I looked at it. <laughs> Use my eyes. Uh, user Just Me for President 2016 wrote, It took a lot less heat to melt what was left of your brain cells. Ah! <laughs> um, user- I always laugh so hard when I re-listen to these episodes. <laughs> cool. Uh, user Anonymous wrote, There are some really deep questions that have not been addressed to my satisfaction anyway. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> User Ragnar responded, you will get some type of response pertaining to all hail thermal expansion. Uh, Another anonymous user wrote, worst case of crabs I've ever seen. (laughs) 
Might be in the wrong thread, buddy. Right. But thanks for the update. Uh, and then user Phil wrote, you only have to weaken it, boss. So Andre the Giant was... You only have to weaken it, boss. <laughs> trolling the Yahoo answers. Uh, yeah, and then the last user, uh, Ice Cold, wrote, it never did. That's the thing. Nice. So, yeah, I, uh, I think we can conclusively say that that guy got some... Got some answers. He got told. He got some heat. He did. Hey, eighteen hundred degrees of heat. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's been your Yahoo answers. So every time that we cover anything, we like to make sure that we have our main man, Josh, really go in and kind of figure out what the pop culture influence was. And I gotta say. I'm excited to hear these pop culture tidbits. It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic Sonic Boom. Boom. All right. I know this is going to go. It's going to come off as a surprise for you guys, but this has affected pop culture a lot. It has come up a lot. What? Never would have guessed. So, starting with Duck Hunt and Tetris. <laughs> Just well, kidding. Just kidding. So, I pulled what I th- I personally thought were some of the cooler things that I had seen. Uh, delays and whatnot. And I'll start just kind of at the top here. Uh, XM Radio. Oh, of course, a I'm a subscriber. Yes, it's a subscription-based radio service. Was scheduled to launch on September 12th. That's right. But because of the attacks, they decided to push it back to the 25th of September. My I mom's think, birthday. I think we actually covered that in the time capsule. Oh, see, I, I can't remember a week ago. That was last week, Larry. No, I'm just saying that if you yeah. listen to the first one, you know, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that part where Larry said the satellite radio was invented. Wait a minute. Oh, Larry's no. time capsule compliments Josh's <gasps> culture. That's what we like here. We like unity. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's like sex. Continue. It's fluidity. We must be flings. Sex and fluids. Uh, Rammstein. Rammstein. Duhast. They were actually supposed to debut their music video for Ishwill. Which dis- depicts Excellent scenes song. of the band mem- one of the band members as a suicide bomber. After the attack, though, the video was pulled completely. Yeah, that's going to be universal here. We're going to see a whole lot of stuff that is just that is pulled or changed. For example, yeah, let's hit the big ones. Uh, Dream Theater were actually supposed to put out a, a live album. It's called li- uh, Live Scenes from New York, and it was supposed to be released on September 11th, 2001. What's on the uh, on the cover of the record? New York, the New York skyline in flames. Oops! It was then uh, pulled from oops. shelves and re-released later with a different cover. This one was surprising to me. Grand Theft Auto Three was released in October two thousand one. I remember that vividly because I played a lot of it. Uh, uh, because of the attacks, there were some last-minute changes. The uh, offices in which uh, for Rockstar were near Ground Zero. And the town that the, it's based in, uh, Liberty City, is loosely based on New York. 
So one of the things that they did is they changed the cop cars in the game from being uh, the New York Police Department blue and white to black and white instead. One of my favorite game series of all time is Metal Gear Solid. And the Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2 has a very, very strong political uh, ties to it and has a attack that is supposed to be like New York, or it is in New York at the end of the game. There was live action footage of the Twin Towers that were pulled. And, um, oh yeah, sorry, it was just that. It was this, I never saw it, and I kind of want to see this. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, that was Xbox. Dude, will you want me to record every fucking video game since it ever came out? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sesame Street. This affected Sesame Street, guys. Oh, rest in peace, Grover. He was on the t- he was on the towers that day. <laughs> oh, there was a- <laughs> oh. he was yes he was one of the jumpers. <laughs> Oh, good lord. That's where the Third Eye Blind song actually comes by, uh, Jumper. <laughs> they wrote it about Grover, Grover jumping from mm-hmm. Tower 7. I was thinking it was Van Halen's jump, but... That was, yeah, a little too early. Yeah. Anyways, there was an episode of Sesame Street that they decided to take this entire uh, event and the aftermath and fight it head-on for the kids, in which uh, Hooper's store starts on fire. Oh, and it no. scared Elmo. A plane crashes into Hooper's store. <laughs> the the fire, it scared Elmo. And he did not want to go to Hooper's store anymore. But he was taken to the fire station. And he felt better after he talking to the firefighters. And they, well, you know, once they, they explained the job and how they fight the fires and whatnot. The end of the episode, there was a memorial card for the citizens of Manhattan who lived, who lost their lives from the 9-11 attack for the firefighters. Also during that episode, and this is something we didn't really cover in this episode because it's very deep, Mm -hmm. but Big Bird had a pen pal, and his name was Gulliver. And his friend Gulliver believed that... He liked to travel. (laughs) He does not believe birds should be friendly with other species. Think about how the... A la Ackbird? <laughs> oh, Larry. <laughs> but yeah, that was something that after 9-11, of course, uh, people were very afraid of Muslims and attacked them for no reason. They did. Uh, I think there were some... I don't think it was as bad as I th- thought it would be. No. I Thankful Americans were very... American? I, I knew I, I knew some very American Americans and I knew some assholes, but that, that's going to be the case no matter what. Right. I have faith in my country, and I think that a lot of people just were scared. I think a lot of what happened was just a result of just the shitty times. A lot of anger, and you don't know what to do with that. Some people don't know how to process those feelings, so right. They're like me with the. Uh, a game controller when things don't go my way. <laughs> you throw it. <laughs> Fun factoid. Did you guys know that Seth, Seth MacFarlane should be dead? Yes, he, he said he gave the story out on the Howard Stern show, actually. I heard. I remember hearing it. Yep. He was supposed to be on one of the planes that hit hung the towers. Over. He was hung over. <laughs> so Mark, he missed his plane. Mark Wahlberg as well. Well, damn it. And also the guy who invented the Teletubbies. Oh. But one of the coolest... 
uh, events to happen from this, I thought, because we all are big uh, fans of music in general, is the, the concert that was held on October 21st of the of that same year called United We Stands What More Can We Give it was a benefit concert led by Michael Jackson <laughs> I can't give no more where's Macaulay Culkin let me moon back retreat now this uh, the show was hosted by John Stamos oh great mm. Great. Fucking, why would you have the drummer of the Beatles of the of the Beach Boys? The Beatles. <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. Peace, peace and love. Peace and love. Ringo just smacked me in the back of the head. And you wouldn't see this now, but there was uh, celebrity appearances, especially by um, Kevin Spacey. What an angel he I, is! I need a cup of coffee and a young boy. <laughs> but this this concert, I, I I'm going to just tell you guys who was all there, and because I think this show it would it would have been huge. It would have been really cool to go to. Mm-hmm. So of course I said you had Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey, James Brown, Al Green, Mary J. Blige, Carol King, <laughs> Rod Stewart, Bette Midler, and a gallon of cum. <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. Ooh, and his big penis. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and her big ass. Destiny's Child. And their grandchildren. <laughs> P. Diddy. <laughs> uh, who? Which? Which? I can't remember that was which. Puff the third Daddy. incarnation was of the Puff Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, they were a thing. That happened once. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. Train. I like Train. Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Britney Spears. Oh, before. No, this was pre-crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, yeah five years before. Pre-shaved beef being shown <laughs> off to the world. Coincidentally, also before her kids. Mm, okay. More you know. Yeah, <laughs> so explains a lot. You want to know why she went crazy? Wasn't it three kids? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Usher. Mm. Pink. And like pink. Uh this, this is one very special one for April. <laughs> That's right. It's JT and NSYNC. Ooh. So Justin Timberlake still fucking killing it. Mm. Oh it, 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 I, he'll probably never be not killing it. Yeah. But they also I mean you had like Tony Braxton appeared, MC Ooh, yeah. Hammer. Uh, Maya Aerosmith, like he was like too legit to quit. Then he was like, you know what? I'm legit now. I have to quit. <laughs> but I'm, also, just to just so you know, MC Hammer was once in charge of the Oakland Athletics. I know. <laughs> I listened to that Ethos Ethos episode. podcast. And then who was? There was a couple people that were supposed to be there, but did not show up, including Mick Jagger. Sorry, I missed my plane. Ricky Martin. <laughs> too busy having sex. Aaron Carter. Aaron Too Carter, Evan sucks. Aaron and Carter, Aaron Carter, boy band guy, but what band? Nick Carter's, Nick Carter's younger brother, brother. Uh, okay. Nick Carter, Backstreet Boys. Okay. Aaron Carter did like a one record. Uh, he had like a song <laughs> about Shaquille O'Neal where he like played basketball with him in the video. I don't know. That's about as much. As- <laughs> But he dated Hillary Duff for like a day. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And the biggest travesty of, of the band that did not show up, the hottest band in the world. Oh, Jesus. Jeff- oh, yeah. Kiss. Oh. They're going to say Jefferson's airplane didn't make it. <laughs> they got hijacked on the way to the show. Yep. Nah. They got in an accident. It was Iron Maiden. No, I'm because they <laughs> Bruce 
Dickinson flies the plane. Never mind. I'm not, that's a bad joke. Anyways, that's all I got. Kiss didn't show up. It's a travesty. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, after two episodes, I always feel like this is the most penultimate moment. It is time for a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters you trust more than your fucking life. It's a bad idea. I get it. I would trust. I fuck. I look. I trust like two of us. I, yeah, April, I think, is the most trustworthy here. Fair enough. What I'm the I mom. What did you do wrong? Oh, it was in Chicago with you this weekend. Oh, that's Past true. weekend, past week, whatever. I love you, man. Do we have the Twin Towers in the other corner? Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Hey! No, in the other corner, we got Dick Cheney going... <laughs> Don't make me shoot you in the face. It's more I get my life force. All right. It's a big verdict, by the way. This is a very big verdict. So we're going to go like this. Are you Lee Hops? Are you Me Hops? Are you others? We know Josh is an IHOP. Um, yep. Banana pants. Lee Hop is let it happen. Me Hop is made it happen. Others is feel like there's a conspiracy there. Not quite sure. Why are you putting a label on it, Ryan? Because it's kind of. Because he can't put a ring on it. Yeah. Because I ain't getting married again, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here never we go. Say never. I love you, Annie. All right, so. Whoa. Whoa. Dropping the album. Woo. <laughs> a very have, lovely woman, by sh- the way. Sh- yeah, it's very you. nice. Very I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have thrown that out there. <laughs> Larry edited that. Am I editing this out? No. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to go to the gay pirate first. Is this <laughs> Yarg. All right. That's going on the board. Do you think it? Le- do you think they let it happen, made it happen, or do you think of an off theory? You got to go with your gut. This is why I started by saying. What? Go with your heart. Okay. How you feel? I hate this. I've been dreading this too. episode for a long time. I just want to say that first and foremost. <sighs> My thoughts on this are no matter what, America got fucked on this in a bad way. 3,000 people died and that there's all the jokes that we make in this, you know, it sucks, but that was weird. I do think that this was planned. I don't think it was just a couple terrorists hijacking a plane. I think I think it was an inside job. So you're a mehop. Yes. Mm-hmm. As far as the towers falling, I don't know what to think. When I see it, and, and this is, I don't know anything about structure or anything, but the way that they fell, I've seen a lot of. You're going by look. Oh my well, god. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos. No judging. I, okay, I, I've watched a lot enough. of those, like, controlled demolition, because I think it looks cool seeing controlled demolition, and that's what it just looks like to me. I'm not basing it, my verdict on that. I'm just saying all the other facts that were brought to this table it just seems too coincidental and that's why i do think that it was something that was planned and i do think that it was dick cheney behind the whole thing 
because obviously the man's filthy rich because of it. But yeah, that's it. I I do think it it was planned. April. Uh, I will keep it short and sweet. I believe this was a let it happen kind of situation, um, especially with the exchange that you had mentioned between uh, Dick Cheney with the you know, 50 miles out, 30 miles out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, There's just too much that doesn't add up. But at the same time, I don't believe it was solely an inside job type of thing. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with let it happen. Right Lawrence? Yeah, I'm a let it happen guy as well. For it to be an inside job, there's so many fucking moving parts. And there's so many people who can talk. And there's so many people who can release a book. There's so many people who can make money off the knowledge of knowing this. And being my knowledge of the government to actually pull anything off. Mm-hmm. It'd be fucking amazing. Um, I totally... I mean, we know... You didn't touch on it, but like... Um, Condoleezza Rice said, hey, we, we have this... She talked about having this, uh, you know, memo that said Bin Laden to attack America with planes. Mm-hmm. That was a memo that she testified to knowing about. So I think we knew about it and just let it happen so uh, Chick Daney can make some money. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to round this out by saying we've got one made it happen and three let it happen. Um, I'm very close to a made it happen. Um, I think... That Dick Cheney was in charge of the White House when that happened. And I think that the terrorists that were involved were close enough to FBI informants or CIA informants that they should have known better than to cheat a friend. Yeah, but they can't even get serial killer information back and forth, like you were saying. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. These people were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so were our FBI informants, and everything added up to the most insane conspiracy of all time. And now we have this sitting in front of us, and it's the sickest, most disgusting, terrible tragedy. But it adds up to, like, so much war profiteering and Dick Cheney. If I could punch him in the nose, like, full... I wouldn't be able to feel it. Of course you wouldn't. You'll get a, I feel nothing. You'll get a new nose. Probably your butler. I shot him in the face, too. <laughs> of course you For did. For sport. Of course you did. Mounted he's his head up. Target the, practice. Yeah, his head is now mounted up on a... Thank you, Mrs. Cheney, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like that. I think it's Liz. Is her name Liz? Liz Cheney. Not to anyway. accuse my daughter, Liz Cheney. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Her favorite band is Bush. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and that's your that verdict. <laughs>feel dirty. I'm so glad I that too. I, really, I made some jokes I'm really going to question myself on. 
I'm really, really glad we're done with 9-11. Obviously, we're... It's like a giant weight being lifted. It is. Stop asking. Even there. Even even though I know what our next episode is, I'm still like, thank God. Sweet. Now we're only going to talk about horrific murders. Yay! (laughs) Well, I will say this. Can we we might find any come conspiracy back, about the Fruity Pebbles or we, something? We might come back to this in regards to the death cloud because 70,000 people have been diagnosed with medical oh. issues due to the death cloud. And also... Doesn't so, this kind of tie into the anthrax episode we did? Yes. Because yeah. that was like right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, the wasn't EP, it? The EPA, if that, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the EPA reported that it was fine to go return to work. But a lot of people are Bullshit. serious. There's can't. Yeah. To this day, the death cloud might get its own episode. So I'm, just know that there's that. And there might be a black magic episode about nine 11. And that's it. Because right now African we just want to fucking magic. take the weights off our shoulders and just get into a sweet quizzical. Let's get quizzical. Farts and burps. <laughs> Thank you. There's the farts or burps or whatever. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no. Um, so because this is 9-11, I thought we'd do a quiz that has fucking nothing to do with 9-11 to clean our palate. Yes. Thank you. Cereal? No. Better. Candy. Dude, you're going to lose your fucking mind when I tell you what this is about. Gay pirates. Video games. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to lose, but... That's a good attitude. Uh, question <laughs> number one. In what year was Sega Genesis released in North America? Ryan. Josh. Ryan. 86. That is incorrect. Mm. Josh. Josh. 92. That is incorrect. April. Would it be 1999, 1989, 1975, or 1991? 89. That is correct. Our video game expert. Oh, before stupid. Oh, there's Josh explaining. Well, no, I'm slapping myself because I did a podcast about that at one point. Stupid me. I'm just stupid. Oh, I know this one very well. What color is the ring of death on the Xbox? April. April. Red. That is correct. April 2. Our video game experts, zero. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I said I was going to lose. Question number three. Which James Bond film was made into a game? Josh. April. Josh. Goldeneye. That is correct. One to two to nothing. Question number four. Which of the following video games takes place in a dystopian underwater city called Josh. Red? Bioshock. That's correct. Two to two. <laughs> I live with this. I, just I want live you to- with this. <laughs> That's my favorite video game of all time. And you won over me. I love that game. Bioshock. It's a great game. Question number five worth eight bits. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Which classic beat 'em up game featured brothers Billy Lee and Jimmy? Josh Ryan. Josh. Double Dragon. Lando, you fucked it up. You know what? <laughs> I had an entire speech to make fun of you for losing this one, and you threw it right back in my face. Good for you, sir. 
Josh, you're... My heart was, like, <laughs> skipping beats, which, hey, that's probably a that's, medical that's problem. That's probably something you should see a you doctor for. Checked out. Yeah. Nah. Oh, look, you want a puppy, too, by Ooh, the way. Wow. True story. He's so happy. Josh is the biggest video gamer I know. Even though I go in spats with when it comes to video games, like I just play them. What you playing right now? Real quick. Shovel Knight. Finishing up God of War. Sudoku on my iPhone. Super Mega Baseball 2. How is it? Fucking awesome. I thought about getting it. That sounds great. But if you're listening to a podcast, you want to know about podcasts. So Josh, where are you when you're not here? Music podcast, music history podcast, specifically with April called Off Tempo Podcast. And you can find that on Facebook and Podbean. Most recent episode, me and Larry were on. Check it out. Indeed. Uh, of course, if you like wrestling history, you should come check us out on the Potty Slam podcast. We are out every Friday with a brand new episode. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. Also, buy your shirts at shop.spreadshirt.com slash potty slam show. True story, actually, with Potty Slam. You guys hurt each other on that show. Like you we guys do. choose tortures mm-hmm. every time a new pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah we yeah. do. We've eaten hot wings. We've done milk challenge. That was the worst. That was bad. I honestly, I thought you were going to throw up in the middle of my kitchen. I thought I was going to shit myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're all kind of a uh, natural heels. Yeah. Like we just try to torment each other the worst way possible. Yep. Yeah. So Larry, if you like baseball history, Check out the EFIS, EFISpodcast.net. Check out our 9-11 episode if you want a little companion piece. That was rough. The EFIS is one of my, uh, two of my brother's shows. Uh, Marty and Larry do that, and I always appreciate that show. We actually went to Wrigley Field recently and uh, saw a ball game. It was fucking awesome. Awesome game. And, and... Not only was it just fun, but it was just a cool experience of Americana, just being in the ball game. And then afterwards, you hang out in Wrigley. It's just a party. That's all it is. It's a a great party. Grab a nice cold beer. Mm -hmm. Did you eat a lot of weenies? No, we didn't eat it at the ballpark, actually. No weenies? No, we saved it. Then we went and got that goddamn pizza. It sat in my pizza. gut for like three days. I did too. I was like, I want to poop right now. <laughs> my butthole is like, no. You shall not pass. <laughs> so true story. If you want to know when we drop an episode, you should check us out on Twitter. We have at Conspiracy T Show, which is where we drop the links. And also, if you want to check us out on Facebook, Conspiracy Therapy. And please rate and review because all five star reviews get a shout out. Yes, we do. But I want to say real quick before we transition to that, thank you to everybody who has been doing the five star shout outs. And And thank you for buying our shirts too. Yeah. And and, and buying our shirts, buying our merch, shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy. Podcast. By the way, if you were offended by this particular episode in some way or manner, buy a shirt and burn it. Buy a mug and break it. There you go. That'll teach us a lesson. Indeed. I'll be I'll be very upset. Why would you heartbroken? No. Don't be devastated. Yeah. I might kick a puppy. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Not mine, but 
You would kick a puppy. I know over. that, right? That's I would be I would be that cross over it. Oh, cross! What is this? Nineteen thirty-two? No, I'd be gross. Osama <laughs> <laughs> bin Laden? Was that you? See. All right. It is time. See? Really? <laughs> it is time for our five star shout outs to end the episode. Five, 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 five star review. Epic cast mm. from D420 Pharmacist. He says, with five stars, thank you, sir. Or she. I wanted to write a bad review, so it be read but i love you guys oh love you too we do love you i'm always dead at work from the laughing and jokes haha <laughs> the way a true <laughs> podcast should be the heavy raspy okay hey everybody we have to figure out who this is the heavy raspy smoker laughing guy cracks me up so it's definitely april <laughs> Yeah, it's me for sure. And then That's the next my is a shitty laugh. I'm dot, pretty sure it says dot 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 puck wudgy laugh out loud. <laughs> How did the voice go for that? I can't even remember. No, that was a uh, melon heads. Yeah, what was puck wudgy? Had a wet. It was sound. nasally. It was it a wet. It was so That's, mel- that's, that's, that's melon right. heads. That's puck wedgie. There you go. Very yeah. close. Drop, <laughs> you got to drop. You got to drop the watery sound. I, yeah. For like the nasally sound. It's it's a, it's a fine transition. I haven't fucking done that voice in probably a year and a half. <laughs> we missed. That's my gorgeous. favorite. <laughs> I can't wait to go to the UP to visit. My sig fig is UP. a gander. What UP? Wow, Upper Michigan? Wow. Love you all. Wow. It's hard to pick a good conspiracy because they're all interesting. Thank you. Thank you. And that's been your five star shout outs. If you've been wondering if you want us to read that, we will read it for you. But thank you to the pharmacist out there. Yeah, I might we need to speak you. to you about some. <laughs> we had our plugs. Does anybody have anything else they want to throw out there for this 9-11 episode that they want to say before we close this bitch out? Because I cannot wait to move on. All right. Well, guess penis, what, guys? Penis. The next time we get together, it's not going to be as grim. So, uh... <laughs> Be prepared. (laughs) All right. I love you guys. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next one. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. And the pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on prime stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to back. Remember rapping through the hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? He's the Ron G, Brucey B, Kid Capri. Fuck Master Flex, Love Club Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call the crib, same number, same hood. It's all good.
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. 